The 501st edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head on over to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. And don't forget to enter our Super Bowl 58 props contest. Pick 58 Super Bowl props for a chance to win $1,000. Enter today for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or in the SGPN app. Hello, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 501 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network as we race towards episode 1000. By my math, it's going to be about two years and a bit till we get there. So we'll see if we survive that long. Uh, I am actually, let's dedicate this to someone. This is going out to Sniper5787, one of our friends in the Discord who I have not given a, I don't think I've given a episode dedication to Sniper yet. I want to say he because more than likely it's a he and the discord is it's a sausage party so it's all he so this goes out to sniper who is talking about lfa so obviously one of the sickos that likes talking about regional mma with us uh this episode is not a regional mma episode though the ufc is back and with this being a big sports weekend they thought they put their best foot forward and do a super fight card from uh the ufc apex on saturday afternoon with believe it or not middleweights in the main event go figure right uh, we're I not. Love, but, I love middleweights. Yeah, in the minute. I'm gonna cut. I it. love yeah, middleweights. I, I did a little. I did. I did some um, research. You can call it. Really, I just went through um, Apex main events to see how many middleweights were. It wasn't just Porsche. I guess it was a disproportionate uh, amount. There's about seven in the past year and a bit have headlined. So oh yeah, that's too many. <laughs> Since December 2022, I think is when I stopped counting. So yeah, it, too many middleweights. But anyhow. But you know what's even better? We're not even talking about the main event on this episode. No, we're such sickos. We're going to talk about all the prelim fights first. There's actually at least one prelim fight I'm looking forward to. Uh, a couple. At least two I'm looking forward to. So we're going to get all that in your ear holes. And like I've said millions of times to try to keep all you listeners here, it doesn't matter the quality of the fight card. We're going to make money on it. Regardless, and Gumby and I do need a, a big week coming through here. Or our credibility is going to be shot. Um, that'll be... I said Gumby, and he has spoken already, but I'm going to give him a formal introduction because he insists on it. He tells me off air that I have to give him a, it's almost like he's royalty. I have to give him a proper introduction. So, no chance. Um, and and he, he told me today to introduce him as Danny Gumby Vreeland, and he asked me to ask him, Gumby, are you ready to get sticky with it? I didn't ask him <laughs> to ask that. Uh, and if you come in, not sticky show, with it, just sticky. That sounds better. Yeah, I just want to sticky? Just wanna get sticky. It's what somebody asked me in the Discord one time. And I please ask that you never <laughs> multiple do that again. times. <laughs> Wasn't just one time. That's yeah, the thing about it. Was, it. it was multiple times. It was times. weird. It was a couple of different bot accounts <laughs> popped in and asked if we wanted to get sticky. And I have been trying to figure out what their definition of sticky is. <laughs> I don't want to do know. With making money, apparently. Yeah, it wasn't about in a shady way. Yeah, it wasn't but. about like uh, you know, like the way little kids have sticky hands all the time or anything like that. It was they hadn't had a lollipop recently. Um, yeah. uh, it was it was something about money. Um, and I don't 
Maybe I'm just not down with the kids slang these days. Maybe. Uh, I can't imagine you're any better at it. <laughs> no, well, I'm, no, I'm the old uh, half of these podcasts. <laughs> if, if, as you can probably tell, if you're watching on YouTube, old, the older, hairier, balding, currently overweight half of the duo. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but my kid, I guess, I guess my kids still get sticky hands because I could say my kids don't get sticky hands, but yeah, I guess they still do. I'm sure your kids do. You're, you're right in the, uh, I'm in sticky hands zone. I'm definitely in the sticky hands zone. Sticky hands, constant illnesses from school age group is where government is right now. Big, big pink eye age. Yeah. Uh, Lice. Did you get letters about lice all the time? No, 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 no. No, No, you guys don't have lice in uh, in your neck of the woods? No. No. You probably have lots of We get a a lot of hand, foot, and mouth, uh, which is not fun. Yeah, that's a a gross one. And then then pink eye. Yeah, those are the two big ones. because you're a bunch of farmers, right? Is that why? That seems like a uh, farmer I'm, disease. I'm not a farmer, but that does, it does sound like <laughs> something livestock would get for <laughs> Yes, it does. It does. We are getting sticky this episode, aren't we? Yeah, let's see. I saw so many uh, fights for, to get you. <laughs> I know. I know. Before we get to it, though, I saw a very uh, good headline today um, from Ilya Tapuria. He says he's going to dominate Alexander Volkanovsky at their fight. So that's a pretty good plan going into a fight, don't you think? My favorite part of that. Now. My favorite part of that too was he's like, I plan on dominating Alexander Volkanovsky and then not offering him a rematch, as if that's yes. any of your choice, dude. Like, yeah, you're, you're he, fighting for the title, the and you've already decided of... that you'll never fight him again. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he he had a whole list of people he's not going to fight when he when he becomes champ. So yeah, he's putting the uh, cart ahead of the horse. You probably know that expression, right? Country I folk. do. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have carts uh... and horses there. Um, yeah. Our friend uh, Double Nichols uh, messaged me saying how uh, he's surprised how low Volkanovski's number is. I'm like, yeah, there's some value there. We'll the talk pe- about it next week more. Yeah, yeah. The money keeps coming in on Tapuria, apparently. And also, I would say, did you see the quote? Uh, I think it was MMA Junkie. I don't want to ever give them too, too much credit, but I'll give them some this time. Uh, where they had a quote from Volkanovski who said when they called him, he had been drinking every day before the, the Makashev yeah. fight. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that yeah, you got to worry like, about his mental state, but I don't know. For me, I saw that quote as like, okay, you can feel better about him. Like he wanted that rematch yeah. so bad. Wasn't prepared for it in any way, shape or form. He said, yes, I have to think he's like doing a real training camp this time, right? Like he's going to have yeah. the full, and, and when he's at a full training camp, who's looked like they could touch him? Nobody. Um, in Tapuria, yeah, he's got more power than a lot of the guys he's faced and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, I, I still, you know, spoiler alert for next week. I still like Volkanovski. Yeah, yeah we're also getting the cart uh, in front of the horse here. But who wants to talk about this car fight card for real? Um, I do. Yeah, it's, I like uh, this fight card. All right, well, so you go. That's why Gumby's the right man for the job. Um, yeah, it, it seems people are betting based on narrative. It seems for next week's main event, like they, they figure, you know, yeah, that's fine. We'll take advantage of it. Um, you know. But yeah, if you dig into Tapuria's resume, I'm not overly impressed by him. He's this is a massive step up uh, in competition for him. When Josh Emmett, uh, an up and down Josh Emmett was was your best win. But anyhow, like I said, next week we'll talk about that. We have to talk about uh, Hyder Emil instead this week. Okay, I like Hyder. Emil. gonna say Why I like Hyder Emil. Why are you hating <laughs> on these guys? I, I'm not. I, I'm just joking around. Uh, you hating on Daniel Marcos? Bear. Are you hang, hating on Daniel Marcos? Yeah, I'm going to hate on all... There's a bunch of undefeated people here, so I really yeah, shouldn't be hating on hating Emil or Daniel Marcos. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hate on Devin Clark, the brown bear, because he's going to wrestle, he told Gumby. So. Um, 
All right. So obviously we were talking about, obviously what everyone is talking about USC fight night, Hermanson versus Pfeiffer. Uh, will Taylor Swift, will her jet make it to this fight event in time? You think or not? I don't think she's trying. Really? Uh, yeah. It's wild, uh, but I don't, I, I, I put big money on her, on her showing up. <laughs> so I'm going to lose there. A UFC fight night, Hermanson versus, versus Pfeiffer. Can't even talk. I'm so excited about it. It is this February the 10th, which would be this Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern. That's there's a positive. Actually, uh, any UFC fight night, I'm I'm happy to watch. So I, I'm just joking around. But this quality of this one is not not is not for the casuals, we'll say. So it starts 4 p.m. That's there's a positive, like I said. Um, and it's got 14 bouts. We're gonna do what eight today, and I just wasted 10 minutes blabbing about nothing. <laughs> that's okay. You won't have right. much to say about most of these guys. <laughs> Some of them will be like, Gumby, who is this guy? I think I've I've seen him fight once and I already forgot. Um, we lost, uh, I'll run through quickly the fights that we have lost a lot. Um, a lot of them, we have got replacements for, which we will go through. Hyder Emil was supposed to fight, uh, Nerdambiki that, uh, Nerdambiki withdrew, uh, Hyder Emil still on the fight card. Dan Ige, Lironi Murphy was going to be the co-main event. Lironi Murphy dropped out. Ige still there. Uh, Balaji Oki was supposed to fight Demira Hadzovic. Hadzovic just dropped out like what Tuesday. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday, uh, visa issues yep. on his front. Visa is like, oh, that drives me nuts. Like, how do you not know until like a day before, two days before the fight or ever? Anyhow, another visa issue. Uh, Albert Adurayev dropped out of his fight versus Robert Brizik. Brizik, Brizik, Brizik. Is it Brizik? I'm just <laughs> nodding. Yeah, Brizik. I'm reading. Obviously, I can't see a nod. And then Hyder uh, Emil. Actually, this is his third opponent he's going to have because he's supposed to fight Melsic Bagdazarian originally, and that with uh, Bagdazarian withdrew from that. So everyone's scared. People are scared of Hyder Emil, Dan. They're running from him. Obviously, well, you shouldn't we'll say that. If... Ryan H might be listening, and if you're hating on the Armenian guy who had to drop oh, out, that's, that's true. Uh, this was supposed to be a double was... Armenian card. This was this was all about him. Yep. Yep, now all his money's going to have to go on the one Armenian that's left. All right, we'll talk about him tomorrow. And Ryan H. is always listening, so I always have to watch my step here. Um, DraftKings. Let's talk about DraftKings before I uh, upset any more um, ethnicities out there. Uh, looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into $200 instantly in bonus bets. Is there any lines there that you like, Gumby? I know nothing about football this year. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, they, they do a pretty good job of getting you all the props nice and early, which I believe I've said to, about their MMA stuff. Like you get the totals way earlier than most sports mm-hmm. books. So whether you're looking for totals yep. for this weekend's, uh, UFC action, or if you're looking for props for the big game on Sunday, uh, DraftKings is the place to do that. Listen to that guy. He's perfect. He should be doing these ad reads. Don't you think people? instead of me uh download the draft it's it's i guess it's more uh, fun watching me walk the tightrope try to get through the ad read without screwing up too much all right download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code sgp new customers can bet five bucks to get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of super bowl 58 with code sgp the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in west virginia visit www.1800gambler.net in New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, 
and responsible gaming resources. Now on to Underdog Fantasy. Gumby and I, every day, Gumby and I have an Underdog Fantasy article on the site. Uh, I did the N- NBA ones for tonight's game, so you want to check that out. Uh, Underdog Fantasy doesn't just have that. They, they got everything. Uh, they also have a way for you to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA, tennis. They, they've got it all. Simply pick higher or lower. On your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in, you can win 100 times with some spicy plays. Gumby, a play of any flavor? Sure, yeah. Each level? Yeah, yeah. You you hinted at it at the beginning. I spoke with Devin Clark on my podcast this right. week, and he talked about getting back to the basics of the stuff that he does the best, which is his wrestling, and just taking a peek at the projection inside the Underdog Fantasy app, and I'm seeing Devin Clark's takedowns higher or lower than two and a half I would have to say, being that he's not a big finisher, I think we go higher than on his takedowns there. And I think his average career average is right around there too. Maybe a little less, but that's without and that's, that's without even, even the dedication. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good pick. Usually, I uh, I uh, throw some shade Gumby's way, but I I um, I approve of this pick. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code MMA SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code MMA SGPN. I sh- we should be keeping track of uh, the stats on uh, whether I'm right or wrong when I uh, throw shade on your picks. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. There's a good chance I don't. All right. I, uh, you, I, I think you, you usually, you got your finger on the NBA pulse. I, I think you're, I, you're, sure you're at least throwing well-informed something uh, <laughs> else. Do I have my finger on the MMA pulse? That's the question. UFC pulse. Because this year, Gumby and I, not doing so hot. Lucky we hit some uh, some dogs a couple weeks well, speak, ago. Speak yeah, for I yourself. Of... I've, I've got some some regional level stuff that has been quite, oh, it's true. Uh, quite spicy. Uf- yeah. <laughs> UFC, not so good. But yeah, regional has been uh, keeping Gumby's family in their house. Hopefully, you're still in your house. You're recording. I, it looks like you're recording in the same spot. So. Yeah, it's the same spot. Um, all right. 14 bouts. Like I said, we're doing eight of them today. I've talked well enough. So we'll just... Uh, rip through the important part of the show and we'll just do the picks really quick and then uh, we'll do some rad reads and we'll get out of here, right? Sound good? No, we're going to get in depth on people these are, bad boys. <laughs> people are here for the banter. They don't care what we think about Fernie Garcia. All right, let's uh, kick things <laughs> off. Banawaits, the opener, the curtain jerker, the aforementioned Daniel Marcos from he's one of the upstart Peruvian fighters uh, that are taking over the scene versus Ari. Keelang from China. Actually, how many Chinese fighters won road to UFC this past weekend? Two? Uh, Two or three, I think? Zia and Zhu Rong both did. So Right, yeah. So so he's going to have some uh, countrymen in uh, the UFC uh, soon enough. So this is three five-minute rounds, 135 pounds. That rhymes. And we're going to tell you about Aori Keelang. All one word is, is how it's styled. Now, he's a Mongolian murderer. A difficult, a perhaps problematic nickname that we've discussed before, and we were not really sure if he's murdering Mongolians or if he is a Mongolian and he's murdering people, but you shouldn't murder anyone regardless of where they're from. But he is a Mongolian murderer, 25 and 10, seven knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice, three and three in the UFC. He's gone three and one over his last four, including winning his last fight. He used to fight down at flyweight and up at featherweight was regional champion, more active landing strikes than Marcos. However, he has been outstruck in the UFC by 0.25 strikes per minute. I give the strike differential stats uh, to you every episode. Let me tell you how, actual overall how the strike differential all right if a person has better strike differential than their opponent 57 percent win rate so a little better than flipping a coin that's all we can ask for here um airy key lang plus 210 and it's true we we are firmly against murder right i i, I went out on a limb there 
yeah. yeah. Okay. Gummy yeah, yeah. Bears. We, we can we can make that a, a team ride. All right. I didn't want to, you know, um, step out of place and speak on behalf of Gumby. Okay. So that's Eric Keelang. Don't murder anyone. Uh, Marcos Sankora. I forgot to look up what that means, Gumby. It's uh, means. it's like the inverted portion of the word uh, heart. And it's also where he's from. Oh, okay, cool. Corazon Cor- right? means, means heart. Uh, right, and then okay. like, he, he's also from Sankara, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, very cool. He's 15-0 as well. Uh, with eight knockouts, two and only UFC, one and all contender series, regional champion. He's got it all on his resume. He has outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 1.18 strikes per minute. Used fights at actually, this is a bantamweight. Uh, was he scheduled for a featherweight fight last time or a flyweight fight? Um, remember? I don't think ever flyweight. I don't think he'd make it down to okay. flyweight. Yeah, there, ma- maybe was possibility- he was, I think he was uh, scheduled for catchweight with Carlos Vera uh, okay. when that fight got canceled. Yeah, so because the the stuff I'm going off is uh, when fights get canceled, I actually save all the info I've already done in my spreadsheet. So I'm going off of his last when his last fight got canceled. All right, grappling stats better than Eric Keelang's minus two fifty. Gumby, are we going with a big favorite to kick things off? I'm going to go with a big favorite out the door. I, I think I, I've been a big fan of Daniel Marcos all the way back from Contender Series. Uh, he fought uh brandon let's go lewis remember uh that back oh let's go yeah let's go brandon yep no it was brandon, let's go. you said brandon let's yeah. go lewis is the way you announced it which is my favorite favorite slaughtering of that nickname i'm canadian gumby we don't have let's go brandon up here you just have brandon let's we go. Just have trudeau uh, stuff <laughs> um but anyway uh b- back when he fought brandon lewis uh he was a pretty sizable underdog in that fight and I love all of the same things about him in this fight as I did in that one. And it's the pace, Uh, the pace and the striking. I mean, he's a very sharp striker. Sure. Could he have possibly lost that fight with Davey Grant and kind of got gifted one? Maybe, but really the only thing I didn't like about that fight was there was just like a little bit of a lack of aggression at moments where he should have it. He even recognized afterwards, you know, I heard some interviews and some post-fight interviews where he said he thought his, his aggression ticked down a little bit and, I think Aori brings a pressure anyway, so that's going to be there. And then I think also the the cardio advantage is there in Marcos. I think the striking advantage is in Marcos. I don't even really think Aori could take him down. I mean, Brandon Lewis didn't. And, like, I actually do think pretty high of Brandon Lewis's wrestling. Like, if you watch him on the regional scene, it might be better than some guys in the UFC. Obviously, his striking is far worse, uh, as we saw in the Marcos fight. But uh, I think Marcos can stuff the takedowns here if they should come and, and should have no problem winning on the feet here. Yeah, Keelang has been doing better um, as of late. Actually, he's, he's looked uh, looked pretty good um, as of late. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the favorite here. And not well. a. Uh, it's also worth noting he doesn't have a good strength of schedule. Uh, the, yeah. Anytime he's fought anybody decent, he's lost. Right, like Ivan Zahabi, Cody Durden, Jeff Molina. Those are his losses. His wins: Cameron Else, not in the UFC anymore. Jay Parrott, not in the UFC anymore. Johnny Munoz, is he not in the UFC anymore? I feel like he's not in the UFC anymore. Um, but like Johnny Munoz might be his best win. I don't, I don't know that I'm, I'm writing home about that resume on Aori. Yeah. Um, I said he looked better. I didn't say he was amazing or anything. Let's like right? <laughs> not get it twisted, but yeah. Um, Marcos, you think he's got a, a future in this year's sport? This guy, I think there are things he has to work on. Like I would love to see him pick up that aggression, you know, in his UFC debut, he picked up that finish with the knees to the body. I think if we saw that kind of like aggressive version of him combined with his pace, he, he'd be really good um, and be really dangerous. He starts weaponizing that cardio a little bit. 
I think there's room to grow uh, in Bantamweight, obviously super tough division to crack into, but I mean, so far the only issue we've seen from him at any point in time is just that like he took his foot off the gas a little bit. So yeah, I, I like Marcos. All right. Peru rise up. All right. Where are we going to next? We're sticking with the lower weight classes, right? Yes. We're going up weight class featherweight. Hyder Emil versus Fernie Garcia, three five-minute rounds. America versus Mexico. Yes, Mexico for Garcia. Okay. Um, Isn't Fernie Garcia from the U.S.? It, he's, he's got a Mexican flag beside his name, but perhaps he's Mexican-American. Does that sound okay. right? Yeah, yeah that, that could be possible. Yeah, it looks like he was he born in El Paso. Of... It says he was born in El okay. Paso. Texas, but right. yeah, he's of Mexican right. descent. <laughs> yeah, well, topology is is labeled as Mexican, but yes, um, Texas, you know, close enough, right? El Paso border. It, I, I believe that's close, although I I can't actually give you any geographical info on that. <laughs> wow, look at you! Uh, uh, hopefully, you're not a geography teacher in your other life, Gumby. All right, let's tell you about Garcia first. Ten and four, ten and four for Garcia. One knockout, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. He owes us some finishes. Uh, this is a short notice fight for him. You know what that means. Let's take a peek at the stats. They haven't really changed, I don't think. Late replacement, still only win 36% of the time. 33% this year, so even worse. Uh, 0-3 in the UFC. It's uh, part of a three-fight losing streak, obviously. Before that, he won five straight. So he was doing pretty good until he hit this UFC thing. One low on Contender Series. Used to fight at Bantamweight. Two years younger than Emil. Uh, he's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.89 strikes per minute, plus 165. Emil, the Hurricane, 8-0, four knockouts, one submission. This is his UFC debut. 1-0 in Contender Series. How Do you like him coming off Contender Series without giving away your pick and everything? There were things I liked about him, but there were questions yeah. I had, too. Okay. Uh, he is 3-0 in Bellator, so he's been fighting, I want to say, high level. Is that a high level, Gumby? Depends on, who in, Bellator. depends on who in <laughs> Bellator, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. Um what else can I tell you about? Two inches taller than Garcia, three inches of reach. Better striking stats. He's been outstruck. Oh, sorry, he has outstruck his contender series opponent by 0.26 strikes per minute, minus 175. Uh, give me the the uh, undefeated fighter, obviously. Uh, undefeated favorite fighter against a guy who's not looked good in the UFC, to say the least. Not only does he not look good, but now he's fighting on short notice, so even worse. So uh, for, uh, Emil is a pretty obvious pick here for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hyder Emil, too. I will say, I, I think... The thing I liked best on him coming off of Contender Series was uh, he just put an insane pace on. Uh, and I hate to, you know, like make pace my my two big plays right out of the gate here. But like Hyder Emil has like, you know, he trains with the, uh, he's an El Nino training center guy. So he's uh, uh, coming from working with the Diaz brothers and whatnot. And he's he's got that kind of style, that pace and that pressure and that like going to be in your face and this is going to be the worst part of your game. He's stuffed. 18 of 23 takedown attempts from Enra Somnez, uh, and had just about the same amount of control time as Enra, which means he's reversing the positions and winding up on top. And like, he just looked really good doing that. My only slight hesitation in picking him, and probably why this line is coming down a little bit, is Bernie Garcia has largely been beat by wrestlers, right? If you go ahead and look at his, his record, you know, like all the people who are beating him, you know, Brady Heastan did it with some wrestling, and was it Rinya? Uh, Renya got him as well with the wrestling. I, I think, you know, he, him, he probably has a wrestling advantage over Hyder Emil here, but I just don't know that he can maintain it for 15 minutes and, and pick up a victory. So I, I'm going to go with Emil too. I think the short notice thing while also being up against the guy with the ex exceptional cardio, bad news. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, I'm going to tell you some things that aren't bad news as I transition to another ad read. Super Bowl prop contest. That's something that's... Uh, there it is right in your screen on uh, on YouTube. Super Bowl 58 props contest run by us, the SGP and or the SGP network, if you rather. $1,000 winner take all. Right out of Gumby's pay, perhaps. I'm not sure. I, I haven't asked the bosses if it's coming out of Gumby's pay. Hopefully it is. Gumby's got enough money, apparently. He's got so many hats. All his money goes to hats, though. So, uh, free to enter this contest. Pick 58 props for Super Bowl 58. I'm sure Taylor Swift is involved. Have you checked the prop contest, Gumby? Is Taylor Swift involved in any of these props? He's got it. She's got it. I haven't, but she's got to be in at least 10 of them. <laughs> is uh, anyone in your household into Taylor Swift? No. Same with here. Perfect. Uh, all right. Pick uh, 50 props for Super Bowl 58. I already told you that. It, you can enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or the link in the SGPN app. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes and tons of fun social features that give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers lower big and fully customizable odds. Create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things so you never have to chase anyone down for money. Social features include group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. The words are you get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Cut also allows you to list almost any kind of bet. Perfect for getting action on these those fun Super Bowl prop bets. Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And with all the money you're going to win there, you can go over to game time. And get yourself some last minute tickets. You won't have to spend too much either because Game Time is, uh, they take the stress out of last minute ticket buying for you. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. And they are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. You can stack the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we are linking up on our picks thus far. I forgot to ask you, uh, thoughts on the prelims, on the uh, handicapping portion of the prelims? Pretty good. I uh, I thought the lines <laughs> were all good. pretty much uh, where I expected with one or two exceptions. Uh, and then okay, it... Cool. Those those ones surprised me heavily. So, all right, well, you haven't been surprised heavily yet, though, right? The, these yet. two were kind of cut and dry. Yeah, all right, one coming up. Oh, light heavyweights coming up. Zach Paunga. What did your co-host call him? It wasn't Paunga, but uh, versus Bogdan Puanga. I don't know if you put the N in there either. That's the thing. I think the N was in there, but it was the the U and the A were weirdly mixed up. Funny. It shouldn't make fun because I'm. Even I was going to say even worse, but I'm pretty bad myself. Uh, Bogdan Guskov. We haven't had our pronunciation talk yet on this episode, so I didn't want to deprive <laughs> our listeners and our viewers of it. All right, I'm going to tell you about Guskov first. Zarevich. Do you know what that means? I do not. Or what a Zarevich is? It's the heir to the Tsar, a Russian Tsar. So that's what Guskov is. I don't know if he really is that, but that's his nickname. He's 14-3, and three, 12 knockouts, 2 submissions. So he's finished everyone, and he's been stopped... Once by knockout, once by submission. So he owes his rounds, damn it. Oh, one the UFC. I don't remember his first. Oh, yeah, I do remember his first fight. It was a mauling uh, against um, Volkan Ozdemir, correct? That's right. Look at right. You. 
Yeah, yeah. I listen to your, I also listen to the Top Turtle podcast, so I know I know these things. Uh, he's got four and one over his last five, but he did get submitted in his last fight by that known grappler of Hulkin Ozdemir. Uh, and he got outstriking that struck in that fight, but almost five strikes per minute, minus four point seven eight. So not an auspicious beginning for a heir to a Russian czar. Uh, plus one fifteen. Paunga, the high chief, six and two with one knockout. He's been knocked out once, one and two in the UFC. Loss win loss over his last three. Two and all an ultimate fight and the loss in the finals to noted uh UFC prospect Muhammad Usman, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> giggle giggle. Uh used to fight at heavyweight, that was at heavyweight. Better striking stats than Guskov, more than twice, twice more active landing strikes, but Goose, Goose and better striking stats, but Guskov's based off his one mauling in the UFC, mm-hmm. which I believe was short notice as well. Uh, and Palga is outstruck as UFC opponents for 1.72 strikes per minute. It's at minus 125. So kind of close line here for a fight that I think we're going to agree on, on our winner here. Go ahead. Yeah. Th- this is the one I was shocked at. Like I, I mostly yeah. had the same exact lines that everyone that I looked at um, with a couple of small exceptions, or I expected at least things to be roughly in the right range. I expected this to be negative 300 for Palga, Uh because you've got a guy in Guskov who, to your point, he did lose to Volkanos Demir. So maybe we write off the fact that he lost to him. But you can't overlook how he lost to him, which is that he got absolutely mauled on the mat by Volkanos Demir, who isn't particularly skilled <laughs> on the mat. Like, he's a yep. boxer. He's he's yep. known as no time because he just loves to try to knock people out as fast as possible. And in that fight, he was like, well, I'll just take him down. And did so very effortlessly and now he's going to be up against zach Ponga, who comes from a wrestling background and trains all the time with chris curtis like i, I mean like that's the most layup-esque matchup that they could give zach Ponga. and yeah like guskov can box a little bit i think i remember breaking him down in that ozdemir fight as being like i don't know he's kind of a fun prospect when it comes to boxing but if that's how he's going to defend takedowns like Ponga is just going to put this dude on the map mm-hmm. right away so yeah give me Ponga all day here at negative 125 yeah, I want to see Panga get some get some wins here. Um, kind of kind of a decent prospect, but hasn't really things haven't really worked out for him in the UFC thus far. Uh, but yeah, he's my pick too, and this is maybe this will be my lock of the week. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I don't plan these things in advance, but that's a pretty 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 good line. All right, we're going down to welterweights Jeremiah Wells from Gumby's favorite fight camp, right? I do love that. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Gracie Jiu-Jitsu uh, versus Max Payne Griffin, who was on Gummy's podcast last week. Uh, very good interview. Um, always the entrepreneur, right? That's right. Selling hot sauce. Even though <laughs> hot, hot sauce isn't really that unique of a, of, of a product. But nonetheless, I'm a fan of hot sauce, so that's fine by me. All right. Um, we're going to break down this one first by telling you about Griffin. Payne, Max Payne Griffin. 19 and 10, nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. So very... Uh, very durable seven and eight in the UFC one and two over his last three, four and two over his last six. I'm sure he prefers me to say that part did lose his last fight. He's got multiple championships on his mantle. Correct. Get shirt sports again, pockets.com slash store or get this gummy shirt. I'm wearing right now. Or this, or this sweatshirt or the me. SGPN hoodie or my SGP hat. Gumby and I would be naked on this podcast if it wasn't for SGP. <laughs> um, it's almost Tuesday night miracle season again half a year Whoa, <laughs> to go. Six, six months <laughs> six months to go gumby we can make it um all right back to mr griffin uh used to fight at middleweight 2009 pro mma debut twitch site two inches of reach over wells better striking stats more active lighting strikes 
He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.15 strikes per minute. He's at plus 142. Jeremiah Wells, 12-3-1, five knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted once. 4-1 in the UFC, did lose by submission in his last fight. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Crack it, shirt. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Um, what else? 2012, pro MMA debut. Uh, better grappling stats than Griffin. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.38 strikes per minute. Minus 162. Gumby, I'm going to go out on a limb here and take my first dog. I'm taking Max Payne Griffin. Jeremiah Wells, that last fight was very ugly. Um, did not look good. And I think uh, Wells is the type of gritty dog who can take it to uh, – take it to. Um, sorry, Griffin is the type of gritty dog who can take it to Wells, maybe get that gas tank um, in trouble again. Hopefully he can keep it on the feet. That's the key here. But uh, I'm going with Griffin. Hopefully he can keep it on the feet. Do you really feel, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it would be worse for him on the mat probably. Yes. That's uh, what I mean. But I don't think it would be good for him on the feet too. Like Jeremiah Wells is a dude who, I mean, he slept Corp McGee who had a great chin up until he fought Jeremiah yeah. Wells. Uh, it changed his life. Uh, so like. I mean, he's for, taking Jeremiah Wells. Everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Jeremiah <laughs> Wells here. I, we'll I say, think, of course, you were about to say, of course, I think of course, um, I like Max Griffin, you know, to your point, I really like him too, but the age thing worries me, right? Like he's getting yeah. up there in age. He's taken some mileage. He's going to be fighting a dude who throws absolute bombs. And on top of all that has a wrestling advantage. It's it's hard for me to look at Max Griffin and really like him in this spot. When I know all those things about Wells and yes, Wells did get caught with a submission at the end of that, but he was up two rounds to none. If he just like toughed it out and didn't go out uh, against uh, Carlston Harris, who's a bad dude too. I mean, he would have won that fight. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Wells here. I, I think he he survives any kind of striking that Max Griffin throws his way, and I think he knocks him out probably. Uh, and they're the same age, by the way. But yeah, more more wear on the tires. What about sure, the for, what uh, about the mileage? It's not the same. Yes. <laughs> no, definitely not the same. I'm still. Uh, I can't believe you're turning on uh, someone that was on your show. But um, anyhow, I'm taking done it before. Uh, you have done it before. It's true. Oh, next person we're going to talk about was on Gummy Show too. But first, I'm going to tell you about Hall of Fame bets. I'm throwing a curveball. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay ID in our Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as the expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. That's hofbets.com. And use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. Let's get moving now. We're going up to light heavyweights. Devin Brown-Bear-Clark was on Gummy's podcast. This is this week's podcast. So listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast. He's fighting Marcin Prochnio. Never have has been on your podcast i don't believe uh, i don't think so no no all right we'll tell you about proch neo first 16 and 7 11 knockouts one submission he's been knocked out four times submitted once three and five in the ufc one and two over his last three three and two over his last five got submitted in his last fight he's fight at middleweight and heavyweight was regional champion 2013 pro mma debut three inches taller than clark better striking stats more active landing strikes and despite his poor record he's outstruck his ufc opponents uh striking hasn't been the issue here he's at plus 2.14 um, plus 185 is the number. Brown Bear Clark, 14 and 8, four knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out three times, submitted four times. Not very durable there. Uh, eight and eight in the UFC, win loss, win loss. 
he lost via submission in his last fight. He's fight up at heavyweight and down to middleweight, just like Procneo was regional champion, just like Procneo. 2013 debut, just like Procneo. Uh, it's a Spider-Man meme going on here. One inch of reach, two years younger than Procneo. He's barely outstruck his easy opponents. He's at plus 0.04. Better grappling stats than Procneo, minus 200. So who you got in this probably loser leaves town match or perhaps loser leaves town match? I don't know. The UFC seems to really love Devin Clark. Um, and I don't think How he's he gonna, not, though. Yeah, he's I'm, a big, friendly brown bear. I'm not going to – I don't think he's going to have to worry about it because I'm going to go with Devin Clark here. The um, the, the striking of Procneo, if you watch – like, he, he is tough in terms of, like, power, right? Like, he, mm-hmm. he, he does put people away. But, you know, like, a lot of that boxing, it, it's kind of sloppy. He kind of reaches for it. He kind of puts himself off balance. And, you know, like I, I don't want to put too much into what fighters say during fight week or during fight week interviews because, you know, like, sometimes – you know, they're right on with, with what they say about game planning. And sometimes they're just maybe trying to throw people for a loop. But in terms of what Devin Clark said, is like, I know I got to get back to what I do best. And what I do best is wrestle. If the guy punches himself off balance all the time, that's the perfect recipe to get back to the wrestling. And, you know, we said it on the underdog ad earlier in the show. You know, I think he's going to rack up the takedowns here against Procneo. I think he's going to keep them down. Um, he's a guy who wins a lot of fights by decision. You know, you mentioned he's not much of a finisher. I think Procneo looked a little bit worn in that last fight. So I, I think there's a good chance that, that Clark's wrestling gets to him too, and just allows him to, you know, hit as many takedowns as he wants. So, uh, I'm going to go favorite again here, which I know I've been doing a lot, but I'm going to take, uh, Devin Clark. Yeah, I am. I am as well. Um, yeah, like I said, striking hasn't, or getting out struck hasn't been the problem for Procneo. Um, it's been the grappling and if Clark, like fighters say a lot of things heading in fights. So I just hope he actually does what he told Gumby he was going to do and, and lead into the wrestling. But even, even if he doesn't, if he fights like he has in the past, he should still win this fight. Yeah. I actually think uh, that's, that's a good point. Like I actually think his boxing when he, he's not overextending himself and he's just staying smart. Like I think he could beat Procneo that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying he, he always did wrestle a little bit. Uh, so even if he doesn't increase the wrestling, he could, you know, he should have enough to win this fight. All right. Moving on. Is this the best fight of the prelims? The one we're going to break down next? The one you're looking for? Uh, depends on what you're talking about. If you were talking Women's about. Yeah. No, I'm, I meant like okay. if, how you, you determine the best, like closest to okay, being most likely to be in a title shot one day. This might be it. Um, yeah. Or like. If you're talking about most pure skill, I don't even know if I would pick this one. Uh, okay. If you're talking about most closely matched, I'd pick this one. All right. Let's break it down. This one would be uh, women's strawweight fight. Luma, look, boom, me is the name she's going by. Now I'll go through all her names in a second. She's from Thailand. <laughs> she's fighting Bruna Brazil from Brazil. Go figure, right? Is her last name really Brazil? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got to tell you, Procneo's from, uh, I was telling everyone countries, Procneo's from Poland um, in the other fight that we did uh, in case people are keeping track or you bet based on where people fighters are from, which I know some people do. Um, all right. Or if their last name ends in of. All right. We're going to tell you about Bruna Brazil first. She is the special one because she's talked to Gumby Vreeland multiple times. That makes anyone special, right? That's right. Exactly. The special one is nine, three and one, three knockouts, two submissions. She's been knocked out three times. So she's been finishing all of her losses. So she, she owes us rounds. That means if she's going to lose at least one, one, the UFC eight and one over her last nine, including winning her last fight. One on contender series, 2014 pro on May debut five inches, height, four inches reach on look, but me. Uh, she's been outstruck over her UFC and contender series career by half a strike per minute. 
plus 225. Look, Kanda Poor Moing Patch, Kanda Kokit Jim, Loma Sit Jau, or her real name, Sufasara Konglak. That's all the different names. And now she's Luma Look Boomy. The ties are amazing with, with the names they go by, right? I that was uh, I was on a roller coaster of syllables with you. <laughs> I know. I did pretty good, I think, too. Um, I, maybe one I of our no Thai... <laughs> I don't I don't have any idea if you did or not, but I'm sure somebody yeah, maybe one of our know. Thai <laughs> listeners or, or viewers will will let me know regardless. Um all right, look boomy is eight and three, one knockout, one submission. She's been submitted once. She also finishes five and two in the UFC. She won two straight and four or five, winning her last fight via submission. Two and oh in Evicta used to fight at Adam White. It's probably where she should fight. If the UFC had Adam Wade, if they listen to our show and give, give us an Adam Wade class, uh, she's a multiple time world, a champion in Muay Thai, three years younger than Brazil, more active landing strikes, better grappling stats. Uh, she's outstruck her UFC opponents by 1.56 strikes per minute, minus 260. Despite all of that, that nice resume, I'm taking Bruno Brazil. I'm back on the Bruno Brazil train here. Um, obviously, she's going to tower over Luke Bumi and she's got the reach on her. And despite Luke Bumi being you know, Muay Thai champ and all that stuff. I think Brazil is going to be better than her on the feet. Uh, definitely more dangerous on the feet. So I'm taking a big dog plus 225. I, uh, so I'm going to go Bruno Brazil too. Uh, I'm, I'm in honor with you. I, I think, you know, to your, to a, a slight counterpoint to you, I don't know necessarily that Bruno Brazil is a better striker than Loma Lukbume, but weight classes matter. Um, they really do. Uh, and Loma Lukbume is an atom weight. Call her what you want to call her, but she's an atom weight. She could make atom weight tomorrow if she needed to. And the unfortunate thing about Loma Lukbume is she kind of has a ceiling because the thing she's the best at is fighting in the clinch between foot sweeps and, you know, throwing knees in the clinch and that kind of thing. That's always what she's been best at. And when you're an atom weight and you're giving up size to every single person you fight, you start the fight with a marked disadvantage. Now let's add to the fact that Bruno Brazil is an absolute monster for strawweight. She doesn't look like she belongs at strawweight. She looks like a flyweight or bigger. And she's exceptionally strong in the clinch. Like when you get her in the clinch, she's physically strong and dominates those positions. And so like, even if Loma Lugbume does have a technique advantage a little bit here and there, I think the physicality advantage is just something you can't overlook in this fight. At all. Like, I, I think Bruno Brazil is just too strong for us to sit, look the other way and say, I don't think she can do this against Loma Lukbume. And the fact that I have this as the closest fight on the fight card, and I do mean that top to bottom, I think this is the closest matched fight because of the skill and the size and all those types of things. To see a number two, what do you say, 250 or 225? 225, next, yeah. Yeah, next to Bruno Brazil. That's insane. That's insane value on Bruno Brazil's size. I like her a lot here. Yep. There you go. Bruno Brazil is the pick. We are both in on that. I had a feeling got me. Well, I knew I listened to your other podcast, but I was picking Bruno Brazil regardless. It made me feel better that you were in on it as well. So we both can go down in flames together. Gumby. All right. Two fights left. Timothy Kwamba, who was not on this fight card as of yesterday. He is now um, versus Balaji Oki Kwamba from the United States of America. Oki from Belgium. All right. I can tell you about Kwamba first who we have spoken of before. Uh, his nickname is Twilight. Is he team? Um, oh, crap. How, how did I forget their names? Team. I can't remember the Twilight people's names. Gummy, help me out here. Do you remember? No. <laughs> Come on. You're not a Twilight fan? No. I'm not either, but still. You'll remember when there was team Edward, team Edward or team the other guy. I can't remember the other guy's name. Walter? Uh, is that Jacob. 
Oh, he never ordered Team Jacob. That was the name. Not Walter. No, no, Walter. Walter's a good vampire name, though, don't you think? Yeah. Let's put let's, Walter. Let's, I think this episode is now called Team Walter. Team Walter <laughs> is the name of the episode, Gummy, because I had a name before, but I forgot to type it down. So this is even better. Yeah. Team no, it's Walter. Team Walter. All, right. All right, we're going to be Team. We'll see what team we're on. We're going to talk. Uh, I was talking about Kwamba first. Twilight is a nickname. Eight and one with four knockouts. He's been submitted one time. This is a short notice UFC debut. Um, so you know what we uh, what I think about that. Um, we have spoken about him before because he has fought on the Contender Series before. Um, one no Contender Series. He's won five straight fights. Won via TKO in his last fight. Has not lost since October 2021. Used to fight at featherweight. Four years younger than Oki. He got outstruck in the UFC contender series by 1.6 strikes per minute. Better grappling stats than Oki based off of their very small resumes in the UFC octagon. Um, I don't have numbers for him, Gummy. Do you have numbers? I've people in the oh, Discord yeah. have been talking about numbers. Yeah, yeah. You, you go ahead and you go ahead and start okay. on Oki and I'll, I'll get you the, the most okay. current books. Oki, the Zulu Warrior, eight and one, five knockouts, one submission. Never been finishing a fight. This is his UFC debut as well, but he was already planning on being on this card. So this isn't a short notice for him. Uh, one on contender series, eight straight wins has not lost since March of 2018 was regional champion. He outstruck his contender series opponent by 7.23 strikes per minute. He's got inch height, two inches of reach on Kwamba, better striking stats and four times more active landing strikes based on their small resumes. Gumby, do you have some, just did the, in uh, just, did the intern that's what i'm trying to say did the intern send you odds for this yeah the the odds i'm seeing right now balaji aki negative 235 timothy Kwamba 200 all right minus 235 plus 200 all right gummy break it down didn't Kwamba start as a favorite people were saying yeah they said uh oki came in plus 110 i think when it first posted on some of those like smaller offshore books and stuff like that um and and clearly the money's coming in on oki I think probably yeah. because of, you know, he, he won on the contender series with a very vicious knockout. Um, I think you might remember, I think it was a knee to the body. Um, and he just, you know, looked like a violence monster. And, uh, you know, I, that, the short notice thing, I think a lot of people are in on the same kick as that you love and, and cherish so much. <laughs> I'm going Kamba. Cherish. Uh, uh, yeah. You, you, You're you going Kamba, really? I'm going Kamba. Uh, yeah. I, I think, listen, watch his fight with Mateo Vogel. Uh, on contender series go back and watch it if you if, if you don't trust me on this pick right now just go watch him his striking is so smooth in the beginning of that fight the way he moves out of range and picks people apart and also we've seen Mateo Vogel show up in other fights since then right like he's been on he was on Dana White's looking for a fight and I'm positive Dana White saw him and was like man we gotta give that guy a second chance Mateo Vogel is a high level dude and Timothy Kamba stuffed all of his takedowns early very easily uh, as an underdog and then just picked him apart on the feet. Now the fight didn't go as smooth as it went on, but also Balaji Aki is a guy who starts hot um, and is, if you watch his fight, by the way, you could watch him on the same episode of the contender series. Cause they were on it. One was the first fight. One was the third fight. Balaji does not look smooth on the feet. Is he powerful? Yeah, he's powerful. I don't know that he will catch and tag combo though, because combo is smooth and he's got great defense. He rips to the body really well too, which I think could be a problem for Oki late in the fight. If it goes that late, like watch the way this dude moves out of range and then look at him. Like he, he's a great person to fight a counter puncher, a big heavy punching counter puncher like Oki. So I'm going to go with combo here. I, I think he picks him apart. All right. I'm still taking Oki because uh, gotta trust my stats. If I don't trust my stats, who's going to trust them? So, not uh, me. So they'll keep. 
not Gumby's not trust him, obviously, but no, it's it's good. Gumby is taking a stab on a dog, so that is good. We differed on a couple fights here. Um, well, we still have the main event of the prelims to go. Who knows? Maybe we'll differ here. I have a feeling we're not going to, though. Uh, this would be a welterweight fight. You, Trevin should, Giles. Should you tell us about something first? I don't, I don't mean to tell you how to do your job, but <laughs> I, should, I already did the ad reads. Are you talking about ad reads? I already did the ad reads. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I can cut this Did I miss here. one? I think, I think just, just scroll down for me all the way to all the way to the bottom. Bottom of what? The t- of the ad, ad reads? Yeah. Hall of Fame bats. I already did Hall of Fame bats. I don't believe that you did. <laughs> I did. You 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 ran away and, and did the blinds when I. Oh, uh, uh, that's right. Hall okay. Okay. You How ran them all. You? All right. Okay. How dare you? Sorry, How Hall of Fame bets. Another, professionalism. another shout out to Hall of Fame bets. I was fixing the yes. blinds. It's good that you noticed it's no longer light in my background. Yeah. Anyway, am, tell us about the main event of the the prelims. <laughs> the main event of prelims is a it's a very exciting welterweight fight. You're gonna be Trevin Giles versus Carlos Praches. Uh, U.S. versus Brazil. We'll let you guys decide which one's which. Uh, we'll tell you about Giles first. He is the problem. Uh, 16 to 5. Six knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted three times. 7 to 5 in the UFC. 2 and 1 over his last three. 2 and 3 over his last five. Lost via submission in his last fight. He's fight at middleweight and light heavyweight. 2014 Pro MMA debut. Plus 0.88. It's a strike differential, so he's in the positive there. Uh, over a very large sample size, too. Uh, better grappling stats than Prochez, plus 210. Prochez, the nightmare. The problem versus the nightmare. This is a pretty good matchup there of nicknames. 17 and 6, 12 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted three times. He owes us rounds. Yes, by my math, rounds. UFC debut is this Saturday. Uh, one no contender series. He won seven series fights, six straight via finish. June 2019 was his last loss. Was regional champion. He's fed at middleweight. 2012 Pro MMA debut. 2-0 in kickboxing and a champion there. 0-1 in Muay Thai. Inch height, 4 inches of reach. One year younger than Giles. More active landing strikes than Giles based off his little sample size here. Uh, he outstruck his contender series opponent but 1.12 strikes per minute. Minus 250. It would be a problem if I picked Giles. That's what the problem would be. I'm, I'm accepting the nightmare. Carlos Prachas as my pick. Um, one of Gummy's favorite fighters off of Contender Series. I'm stealing his thunder here. Go ahead, tell the people why. Yeah, I love Carlos Praches um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, the first one being his win on the Contender Series. You know, I, I mentioned before Timothy Comba looking good against Matteo Vogel holds a lot of weight in my book because Matthew Vogel is such a like a good prospect. Praches beat Mitch Ramirez, who is also you know a pretty damn good prospect too. Who, who looked you know big pressure guy, great striker, uh, and Praches tore him apart. Uh, Prochess is one of those guys who, like, is he bigger than Giles? I, I missed what you said there. Like, if he's um, not, let me see. If he's not bigger, he feels so much. Prochess has got inch height, four inches of reach. Um, and he feels so much longer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's what it feels like. Okay. Yeah. That he just feels so much longer. And I, I don't know what Giles's path to victory is here. Cause I don't think he'll get in on a takedown. Uh, I think he's going to get badly outboxed. I think Prochess is a knockout threat against just about anybody at welterweight. I'm telling you this right now. I think we're going to be talking about Carlos Prochess in the top 15 come six months from now. I think if we Ooh, give this guy, really? we give this guy the right kind of fight. We put him on the Jack Della Maddalena trajectory. And I'm not saying they have the same ceiling, but you put him on the Jack Della Maddalena to trajectory where he's going to fight a Randy Brown and a uh, Max Griffin and route to a, what is it? Jeff Neal. 
uh, or a, a Neo Magnate. Like if you put him on that kind of trajectory, I think he's going to pass all of those stats on the way up. I think this kid's special. I think people are going to be talking about Carlos Praches, uh, if not six months from now, when we talk about him at the beginning of next year, he's going to be a spoiler at welterweight. You you call people kids a lot, just like Dana White, which is fun. <laughs> this kid, this kid, you've never said this kid, the kid doesn't want to fight. That's something you should. <laughs> no, these uh, kids want to fight. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you, you gave another good title there, even though we have one team Walter, obviously. Um, you said the Jack Della Madalena trajectory trajectory. That would have been a good title too, or a good name for an indie band. If someone wants yeah. to start an indie yeah, that's band, a that punk a rock name. band, I think yeah. or a punk rock band. Sure. Uh, I'll accept that as well. All right. Let's recap and get this uh, silly episode out of the way. Um, so we can clear the deck for tomorrow's episode. Carlos Prochez both in on, I'm in on Oki. He's in on Kwamba, both in on Brazil, both in on Clark. I like Griffin. He likes Wells. So we've differed on uh, two fights. Uh, we both have the same amount of dogs, both have Paunga, both have Emil, both have Marcos. And we both have the same amount of dogs in real life too, Gumby. So there you go. Everything yeah, is lining up perfectly. Yeah. And it's all the numbers are too. Yep. All right. Exactly. It's our lucky number. Apparently this episode. All right. We're going to be back tomorrow. Like this, as I said, main card. If you didn't have, you didn't think, if you didn't think today's episode was fun enough, tomorrow's will be even funner. Um, Six fights, props, locks, dogs, parlays, all that fun stuff. Uh, in the meantime, and in, in between time, and at all times, someone is in the Discord. Usually Gumby and I are there as well. It's sportsgumbypodcast.com slash Discord. Twitter, Axe, still hanging on, still alive. We're at SGP and MMA. Gumby runs that for us very ably. Uh, he's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer there and on Instagram. Check out my Substack. Uh, you can subscribe for free and enter my weekly ufc pickup contest that's moneymma.substack.com win yourself 50 dollars gift card anywhere you want this week uh gummy's got top turtle mma which we've given way too much publicity for but it's a good show so i don't mind uh this week he's got br- a brown bear on it uh you may know as devin clark and i'm trying to think who the other interview was oh come on he's a legend of our discord legend of our uh oh yes and Antoine Ho, which it's better when you say his name, like his first name's Antoine, all one word. That's, <laughs> that's much more fun. Uh, but yes, Antoine Ho was on the show too as well. Lots of talk of him in our Discord. He's an LFA fighter who will be fighting this weekend. We just did an episode uh, involving him. So go back if you haven't already listened to that. And obviously, sportsgamingpodcast.com is a place to go for all our writings and sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon so we can crush corporate gambling. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. It will be me, Loma Sit, Jau, Jeff Fox, and the special one, Gumby Vreeland, will be with me as well. Remember, Team Walter. Let's go.